0: (laughs) I'm sorry, but you know, it's so funny on LinkedIn because we, we are well connected and we do post quite a bit, right? So we have our own followings, And I think it's funny that we are in two separate worlds in the United States, but yet we seem to know all the same LinkedIn people. It's so, I don't want to call it clicky, but it is getting to be a smaller world.
1: Don't you think? It is getting to be a little bit smaller world, but I think it's also a recognition of, of good people finding good people
0: yeah and i wonder if you found good people who look good while we're doing this all remotely getting to know each other i wonder mm-hmm. if there's something we could do or talk about that patrick that's a good question it's a very mm. good question let's mm. show let's on that but you know in the interim let's uh, check and see if the mic is listening to us are you ready for it
1: i'm ready let's go for it
0: all righty here we go
1: the mic is listening. The mic is listening. The mic. The mic is listening. 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 The mic is
0: listening.
1: The mic is listening. The mic is
0: listening. Welcome to The Mic is Listening. My name is Sia, and you know what's funny? I always forget to do this. This is in no way a reflection of our actual podcasting, but hey, I'll just go and switch the templates and welcome Patrick McGowan. Patrick, hey, welcome. Sia. So um So it's funny because I've known of Patrick before we even knew of each other in many different ways. So <laughs> we're going to have to give a shout out to our, someone's brother, Gene, who- yep is going to be listening to this. I don't know. Should we both uh, tag him on uh, LinkedIn and see if he actually responds to us?
1: Yeah, we better tag him.
0: <laughs> so anyway, well, welcome to the Mike is listening, Patrick. And, you know, I know we were kind of like bantering a little bit earlier about, you know, when you're, our experiences on LinkedIn and people trying to connect with us and grow our mm-hmm. respective networks and whatnot, it does feel like it's a bit of a smaller world, but it's great mm-hmm. as content creators If we're looking for guests, you know, for our podcast or show or a webinar or whatever, have you, uh, it seems like it's somewhat easier if you leverage your network correctly. Are you seeing that as well with the way LinkedIn is evolving?
1: Yeah, I think it's a matter of um, when you're when you're really passionate about finding and working with good people, um, you're going to attract those people towards you. And that's ultimately who you want to hang out with. I mean, that's the old rule where you always want to be hanging out with and, and learning from uh, the people you most admire.
0: Exactly. So I'm going to have a little rant here. So Patrick, if you don't mind, I, I've got to get this Go off my it. chest. It's been building up and I'm a hypocrite. So I'm going to say full disclosure, everyone, this is going to be a, um, see a full disclosure rant and I am a hypocrite. So call me out on it and I don't mind. So, I'd like to talk a little bit about this thing um, called guest etiquette. So as a podcast producer, you know, we work with a lot of our clients and they have their own guests. And most oftentimes it's their guests. They invite them. All we're doing is just hitting, you know, record and editing and making it look and sound pretty. But I'm noticing a stream of folks that are guests. Some have, you know, do it all the time and they're totally comfortable with it and others are new to the world of guesting. And so I thought I would talk a little bit about guest etiquette and this is just my own personal opinion. It's not a reflection any, on anybody or anything. So anyone that's been a previous guest or future guest on my shows, trust me, I don't think of you like this, but I have seen trends in certain individuals. So one thing I want to talk about is if you agree to be on someone's podcast, I personally believe that it'd be great to maybe talk about that individual that you're going to be a guest on, especially after you've been on their show and they launch it and they advertise for it. So a couple things here, kindly comment. If someone posts and says, Hey, Mary was on my podcast and no Mary's intended that I know Mary was on my podcast and Mary doesn't reply back of like, Hey, great conversation. It kind of feels like, I don't know that they don't care or they didn't like your show. And I would love that kind of feedback. I don't know. I just feel like it's polite. It's almost like someone saying hello and you're just ignoring them and walking by, you know, it's almost like teenager angst as you're at the lockers and you say hi to someone and they just walk away from you. It's kind of that vibe. Um, Like and comment. And when I say like, I don't know about you guys, but to me, LinkedIn, Facebook, all these social media platforms have algorithms and just doing the thumbs up. Doesn't get the same impact if you were to take the extra two seconds and slide it over to the right a little bit, uh, do a heart emoji, an applause emoji, or whatever have you. Um, it just seems to work in a little bit more interaction and kind of gain that community to that are looking at it to say, "Hey, someone applauded it. Why? Let me check it out." Just a thumbs up to me. Just I don't know. It's like lazy like. Anyway, again, come at me if you don't agree. Here's the other thing: share the link. You got your own social media to promote. Why aren't a lot of guests promoting themselves on other people's shows? Again, I'm guilty of this too. I get busy at times and oftentimes I will maybe share two weeks later. And, uh, you know, that's my, (laughs) maybe something that's like long time, but at least you're doing it. It's better late than never. So, and here's the other thing too and this is something that I, again, don't do often, but I do want to try more consciously to do it, is challenge your own network to like, listen, and share, comment. Maybe throw in an actionable item that they can follow through with. Again, the idea of all of this that we're doing is to promote community, to create that you know stickiness for people to think about you when they're thinking about, okay, well, I want to hear more from so-and-so. So if you're trying to establish credibility as a, you know, expert on something to me, it's like, you kind of have to play the game too, guys. So that's my rant of the moment. And maybe I'm just being a little bitchy today, but Jean, what do you, oh, Jean. Oh my God. I just called you Jean. Oh my gosh. Sorry, Patrick. I'm sure you're not used to that all the time.
1: <laughs> I've been called worse.
0: Oh my goodness. Sorry, Patrick. But seriously though, I know I'm a hypocrite hypocr- because I get busy and I don't do it myself, but am I off? Am I off being kind of bitchy about saying guys, you could be better guests.
1: Yeah, I think it's a. I think that there's a level where some people really don't have I mean they have a hesitancy to promote themselves and they do you know they, or they're being maybe overly selective in oh. terms of what they promote and what they don't. Now, if you're going to be on if you're going to be a guest, it makes perfect sense what you're saying. I mean, I know I wasn't I I should have I should have um, uh, like you, I should have taken what you put out on LinkedIn this morning that I was going to be your guest, and I should have put that, shared that out on my own feed, um, and I didn't do that. So I'm, I'm at fault on that one, but I am going to be commenting when you post this, uh, the recording. Later. <laughs> Not
0: so subtle hint for you, Patrick, but no, but same thing. I, <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. but here's the worst part. I was a bad host. So we had Frank Agan on with whom we met through um, last week and he's actually promoted the podcast episode more than I have. I have found out that, and I don't know if you heard it, if you are creating uh, content on Canva and using their music and all that stuff and you put it onto YouTube, you have to, your email for Canva has to match your YouTube account. Otherwise it gets flagged. And I found that out. So literally I've been having problems like switching it over to this new account, which means I've lost my followers. I've lost my thing. such a pain in the wazoo. I'm not going to lie to you, but I haven't gotten around to updating all and moving all my, um, um, my videos over yet. So I kind of didn't promote Frank because I didn't want everyone going to the old YouTube channel. So I feel like a jerk myself. I didn't even promote my own guests. So we get it. But if you can try and you never knew it, please, Share with right. your network, but you said something that interested me, Patrick. You said some people are selective with what they share on their mm-hmm. social media. then why the heck would you go on the guest and be a guest on someone's show if you don't think the caliber is good enough to quote share on your own
1: right profile right I, I and I'm only guessing, right i'm I'm guessing in that why would somebody not share it and and I mean they're they're out on that podcast for a reason. They're promoting themselves for a reason. It's not not the the host's job to promote you. Yeah. We got to take ownership in that, right?
0: Right. And here's another thing. If you're going to be a guest, and I'm guilty of this as well. I mean, again, everything I say, I'm just telling you guys, I'm a hypocrite. But at the same time, I acknowledge it, and I'm trying to be better. I am human, and I need to be loved, just like everybody else does. So forgive me. And that was a Smith quote. But it goes back to: um, if you're going to guest on someone's show, could you try to make yourself look good? So I titled today's episode "You Look Marvelous" <laughs> or do you? <laughs> Boy, did I done age myself, didn't I? <laughs>
1: that's a, that's a little that's that's a that's a what is that the flat that's a flashback.
0: Uh, slightly. <laughs> slightly. Hey, I'm proud of it.
1: That's all right. We got to own it.
0: Exactly. So, but so Patrick. Punchin, you yep. left corporate America to launch this business. And it absolutely, like the more I, I, I'm seeing production happen, the more mm-hmm. I realize someone like you needs to exist. So in your words, help me understand how and why you created Punchin because digital content creation, digital media, etc., is mm-hmm. an interesting beast, but it's not your background.
1: No, it's not. I got into it mostly because I was tired of looking like a potato. Um, it was March 2020. I have a photo of, I uh, actually have a screenshot of myself and I, I look horrible and I can't, I could not stand looking at myself on video. It was exhausting, to be honest. And so I got into this because, um, because I was trying to solve my own problem. And then I realized that others were having the same problem.
0: And there you go. I was on mute. Yeah, that makes sense. So do you think it's for those that choose not to, or they just don't care what they look like, do you think this has to take a step back on like, I don't don't know, is it an education thing? Or is it just people just just don't care? Uh,
1: I think it's it's a both and. I think that there's a, I I heard it explained recently um, that there's a vast majority of people who, um, literally are satisfied with looking like everyone else. And that's about 80% of the market, 20, 70 to 80% of the market is only going to aspire to do as much as uh, the minimum required. Then there's 20% of the market that's saying, no, we're going to redefine this. We're going to differentiate ourselves. We're going to really celebrate what makes us unique. And we're going to stand out. Because it in a very crowded market, the last thing we want to be is a commodity.
0: That is right. But I wonder, it feels like it's a no brainer, right? If you want to look better, if you want to present better, if you want to do all the stuff better, then you work at it and you put yourself to it. Right. I feel like to some degree that. If you're an extrovert, you're more inclined to do something like this, to put yourself out there. But that's not necessarily the case. I, I've seen a lot of folks that are inherently introverted folks and are just rocking this whole concept, even if they're just doing right. Zoom calls, rocking their presence. Right. Are you seeing the same thing?
1: I am. It's not an extrovert introvert thing. It's a perception thing. I've, i am working with a, a sales guy and until he met me, he had no idea I mean, he even, he, he even described it He's like, I'm doing my fourth grade research paper for the first time and I have no idea what I'm doing, <laughs> the impression he was giving. And he's all about, you know, good impressions. And um, but it was kind of the wake up call for him. So it's not an introvert extrovert issue. I think it's a it's a uh, what do I want to accomplish Issue. And most people, you know, we know that goal setting and all of those other things are really important. But having a very good and frank conversation with ourselves about our audience who are we trying to reach and mm-hmm. what are the expectations and being honest about that makes it less about ourselves and much more about our audience. And if I could just tag on to that real quick, I think the other is a lot of people don't want to be perceived as being too polished. And they think that moving in this direction. Is a matter of vanity um, or that we 're being too vain, nobody can compete with me in terms of vanity. My mother will assure you that every <laughs> reflection in the world was my was my best friend growing up, um, and in some ways still are is still is but i the way that I put it now is that we got to use our vanity as a force for good, and when we do that it 's all about the audience it 's all about the impact. Um, our ability to connect and engage and influence our audience.
0: Okay. So if if we were to believe this and to influence the audience, wouldn't it behoove you then that this would also build up credibility and confidence to say, I can trust you. So it's not so much vanity. Yes. We all want to look good. I mean, I put makeup on a lot of makeup on, but isn't it, wouldn't you do business with someone that, you know, like and trust, but, if they exude the confidence that you can see them on video, yeah, it sucks. We can't see them in person, you know, necessarily as much. But to me, it's less vanity and more confidence creating.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I think that there's what I've run into is um, most of the folks that I've been able to work with and have had the privilege to work with have confidence. They have competence and they have credibility. But all of those are on the in-person world, Right. Right. And, and actually had a, had somebody share with me, he's like, I go to these networking meetings and I'm great. I'm awesome. People love me. I have confidence. I have credibility. The minute I get on the, on the camera, I'm frozen. Yeah. And so it's a different medium. And so to your earlier point, we really have to put in the time to be comfortable and, and to develop the same level of ease and confidence uh, on camera as we do in person. And and that's, that takes time. It takes practice and it takes, uh, objective feedback.
0: Oh my goodness. Objective feedback. Don't we love that? You know, it's funny I mean, if I, to me. It's like watching yourself over again is enough feedback of like, Oh, like, why'd you have to make that funny face? Or why did you, I mean, I gesticulate and I know that. And it's something where, part of me, there are days when I'm like, okay, I'll be much more proper and I'll try to be good. But majority of the time I'm like, I can tell I look uncomfortable because I'm like stopping myself and you're like, you know, like,
1: yeah. Um, yeah.
0: And, and I I'm wondering, okay, let me ask you this then. I'm comfortable with my imperfections. So I don't yes. mind calling right. myself out saying, Oh, forgot to mute myself again. You know what I mean? But that's my brand, if you will. That's my mm-hmm. personality. Do you think we need to polish it up do we need to hide some of our imperfections? Is it okay to show it? What are, your, what are you seeing with your clients and yeah. what's the trend for them?
1: I think it's, we have to celebrate our humanity, number one. So everything that is about you, Sia, and your personality and your brand and how you've defined that and how you've positioned yourself, um, not just in the market, but just who you are, who we bring to these this video work is so much more important than necessarily what we bring most of the time. Because mm-hmm. like you said, people do business with people that they know, like, and trust. So you, who you are and making sure you show up as your best self. Now, I put quotes around best self <laughs> because you got to define that, right? That's true. Your best self in the moment. It's not your most polished self. That's not what we're talking about. Um. But I think the other side of it is, is that we have to, you're you're a technologist. Um, we have to recognize that we can either use then the technology to um, distract from who we are or amplify who we are. So it's really at the intersection of technology and humanity mm-hmm. that this work has to go. So, yes, you may need to get a new webcam or even oh. jump up into a digital camera. Yeah. You know, the new Mac one the new uh, mac m1 pro and max actually come with a 1080 high definition camera finally really um yeah that i was actually a little excited about that i mean even though somebody might still have to put it on a stack of books at least it's a better camera i look forward to test driving one of those here pretty soon but <laughs> at least it's a better camera
0: right? yeah right well that's but excuse me but I feel like some people are afraid, A, of the technology of like, oh, my gosh, how many cords I'm going to have to move around and plug in and all that. And granted, you and I, I mean, I've got a soundboard and, you know, I've got, you know, a cloud lifter here thing to help amplify game, blah, blah, blah. I've got my, you know, I've got a webcam. I don't even have a, a, a DSLR like hookup, A, because it scares me. And B, apparently I'm told I'm not equipped enough to handle expensive equipment yet. (laughs) whatever but but you don't have to spend a lot of money to get decent look and feel like there are cheaper cameras out there that you know webcams that are like 50 bucks now granted you get what you pay for but anything's better than a laptop camera other than this mac apparently you allege this apple product
1: right well the thing is 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 (coughs) or you can spend as much as you want uh at the end of the day, you can spend whatever you want, but the but you can actually use your. Let's see, um, you can use your iPhone uh, with a fifteen dollar piece of software and uh, hooked up to a, a video uh, video converter and be able to use that. And that you already own the ha- iPhone, fifteen dollars and a sixty dollar piece of hardware. 85 bucks, and you've got a you've got a camera that's 10 times better than what's on your laptop. Not only that, but you've applied the divide and conquer strategy. It's better mm-hmm. to have a webcam than your laptop because you can, especially on a tripod, because then, okay, I'm sorry, $30 for the tripod. So for a hundred bucks, you're in business with a far superior camera uh, and you're able to position it well so that you're framed well. And then you do a little bit of staging behind you And you're I mean, that's that's significantly better than showing up with a fake blur or uh, in sometimes a a really bad um, virtual background.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, today I was literally like so I've got natural lighting and I've got a Mm -hmm. camera set up lighting, I mean, and there are days when I'm like, why is this lighting not working out? And it's interesting because there is nuances to it to make sure that the green screen works properly and all that stuff. And it's pain right. the wazoo. Like literally I've thought about buying a desk. That's like a lazy Susan. So I could just rotate and have a background like yours where it's actual, like here's your setup. Right. And then the other times where um, I just do a virtual background because I, I do a lot of different shows and stuff like that. And, Quite frankly, I have the attention span of a P, so I kind of every now and then, like during meetings, I'll just change up my background because, well.
1: Because you can.
0: What else can I do in a meeting? <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean?
1: it's, it's your, it's your uh, indicator light saying, okay, let's move this conversation forward. It,
0: It is, and it's. I mean, (laughs) let me ask you this then. Okay, so knowing that a lot of these conversations are taking place now, again, if you are trying to exert a certain amount of you know confidence, credibility, etc., especially like if you're in negotiations and you have to do it remotely, Mm -hmm. right? If you have a shitty camera, oh shooty, potty cap, potty camera. (laughs) I keep three fifteen in the afternoon. This is why I like to do my live streams in the morning. I actually can uh, retain my mouth a little bit better, but. Do you think you lose credibility with bad equipment, bad sound, bad video?
1: yeah, I think you can and I've actually had had I've had people actually tell me that they they know individuals that they're not gonna refer because they haven't stepped up their game mm.
0: mm-hmm. and I also
1: know of one i have I have actually one client who early in the pandemic, everybody in his field um, trainers in his field didn't show up using good video and they all lost money uh, as a result because even though the content didn't change the quality of the presentation changed significantly and the buyers were not buying at the old rate Mm. so Mm. now the question is how do we level up our game and i think that's a risk for a lot of people particularly if you're making your living in speaking and training and consulting um, especially to larger groups. Remember that that audience, their time is worth something. So the question is, what are you doing to to show up and be watchable? Watchability is, I think, the the thing that we're trying to attain. Because if if we're on video, I mean, we, we're trained in 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 very in many ways to be to watch the screen, right? Right. Um, we have to, we have to show up in a way where people want to watch us. Are we giving them a reason to watch?
0: Okay. So let me ask Oh, Lib, I do want to ask this before I move on. Libby yep. asks, which is better an iPhone or an expensive Canon slash Nikon camera? And I said, camera. <laughs>
1: yeah. But no, I've I got my bias agree. here. I, I've had just as many people love the fact that they can use their iPhone and they're willing to suffer through the fact that they're not holding it in their hand. I've had the equal number of people say, I can't use my phone because I want it in my hand when I'm on a call.
0: Yeah.
1: That's a different debate. Yes, it is. <laughs> but oh, at the yes, same time, is. you have to understand where, where your limitations are. Do you want, do you want the phone up in your hands or do you want it up as a webcam? You can do either, but you can't do both.
0: Okay. So now now I just scrolled off here. So here's my question because I actually got into a, a lively discussion with an individual and they said, dude, iPhone, it's cheap or my camera. I'm a Samsung person, so I'm an Android user, but it's still good quality camera. Yep. I just want a laid back, um, you know, uh, version of me, whatever it might be um, is a, I guess a, a camera on a stand the better route or is it maybe it's on a gimbal or something like that? Like is all digital content the same and it's an effectiveness. Should it be proper? Should it be moving around? Is it generational? I think that's what I'm really getting at is generational who views what more, I guess, receptively.
1: Yeah. I think that there's um, number one, we're all in the attention business, Right. Right. The other is creating content, not necessarily, I mean, one, you want to like the content you create, but ultimately you have to create content that your audience will respond to. Mm -hmm. So some of that is generational. I think the other, you and I had had a previous conversation a few weeks ago about how, you know, TikTok is a standard. Well, so, so is YouTube, you know, the last six years of YouTube, we've seen massive, Amounts of videos created at high quality content using 4K cam. I mean, it's it's really impressive what some of these creators are making on YouTube. TikTok is a different animal altogether, right? But I th- right. I would look at it as saying, you know, TikTok is a genre, um, and it's on brand. You know, when you're posting things and it's within the spectrum of what you would expect on TikTok, that is the TikTok genre for video production, same thing for the guy you were talking to. He wants a little bit, something a little bit more laid back. At the same time, there should be some level of production value, Mm -hmm. right? So it's not a matter of which camera you're using. It's a question of whether or not what you use for technology and how you set it up, does that represent your brand? And does it represent the value of what you sell Uh, sell, uh, produce, or deliver in that aspect as well, right?
0: So I'm just going to throw this out there. If you're a consultant on cloud-based solutions and you decide you want to promote yourself on TikTok, Mm -hmm. you better know your audience that's going to find whatever you put together worth their while to be on TikTok and to look at you. Right. Right. And I'm not saying at any point in any in that statement saying you cannot do that. You absolutely can. You just got to make sure you know your audience, right? So, Patrick, I'm like, lo- I can keep talking to you, and I know we're kind of running out on time here. So, can you just give me a best tips? So, you've got someone that says, okay, I've got baby steps. How about give me a tip for if you've got no equipment? How do you make the best of your laptop, microphone, and 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 camera? How would you?
1: Yeah. That's a great, that's a great question. Number one, camera should be at eye level. So number one, cameras at eye level, that means that your laptop probably needs to be put up on a stack of books. That's kind of, and I have, I have, I have clients who've actually sent me how they've rigged something in their hotel room for a presentation or for even just a consultation call. From their hotel room, and it's it's really kind of fantastic. But that's number one is camera at eye level. Second is making sure that you're always within a couple of feet. If you're just on your laptop, your microphone on your laptop doesn't work four feet away. Oh, uh, it does, but it's crap. We're not going to be able to hear you very well. It's right. not a typically the microphone is not very good. Throw in a pair of put throw in a pair of earpods, um, or earbuds, and ha- and do it that way. And I just do the one in the right ear. Um, And I've done that uh, whether I need to do a private meeting where I'm only listening or uh, it also will work as your as your microphone. So those two things would be would be that. And then from a lighting standpoint, even even throwing taking the lampshade off or doing something like that where you can at least get your lighting. The one thing I would say about lighting is don't put it right behind your camera. Put it at 10 o'clock or two o'clock as a starting point, because what we want is we want to see a little bit of depth. We don't want to see you washed out. We don't want to see a flat face. We want to see a little of the contours and a little bit of the contrast. So those um, would be three things. And that would be that would be immediate. Um, can I add what fourth one? Go see for it. It? Um, When you set up, have your back against a wall. So flip your desk flip so, your desk what does that mean when i say flip your desk what i mean is um so what i did initially uh w- this picture of me looking like a potato um i actually had a green screen which i don't use anymore but my the front of my desk was pushed up against the wall so i didn't have oh. a lot of a lot of space in front of me if you flip your desk now i have a a way to stage my shot so i can pull in a i i pulled in Shelving for mine because I needed shelving in in the the basement anyway. But you could then really kind of do a little bit of set design. Let's just call it that. It doesn't have to be elaborate. You could probably you probably have a short shelf and a small plant, and maybe something that that defines you. Maybe there's a picture you want to put on the wall or a couple books on the bookshelf. Um, But something like that that's easy, simple, and immediate. Take you maybe an hour to two hours to get it all set up. And uh, your presence right there is going to be significantly better. Um, and presence means people are are seeing you there. They feel like you're there with them. Mm-hmm. And, and Amy Cuddy, the author of the book Presence, says when they feel that you're there, people respond.
0: I love it. I love it. I think this is great advice. And quite frankly... I- like I said, you're inspiring me because I too was like looking at my room and I'm like, oh, there are times when I need the, my I, there are times when I need my green screen and there are times I'm like, you know, I am a concert wall that is such a reflection of me mm-hmm. and it's part of my brand. And I, I keep looking at it thinking, I'd love to have that as my background. Just haven't gone around to doing it, but I could see where maybe I will shift my desk a little bit, where it works a little bit more, where I can maybe go back and forth. The other thing I noticed, you're standing, aren't you?
1: I am standing.
0: I am finding this very recently. I'm noticing a lot of speakers are standing and I love the look and feel, which is again, inspiring me of like, well, okay, my next desk, I want it to, you know, swivel, but I think I want it to be one of those like up and down desks, like just depending on the, my needs. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So I love your advice, Patrick. So for those that want to get to know you, they've got more questions. They want to hire you to get this background look and feel right for their brand. Mm-hmm. How can they get a hold of you and punch in?
1: Uh, the best way would be to email me at Patrick at P U N C H N dot I O. And that would be the easiest and, and, uh, quickest. Um, do you want me to give my, my phone number too, or just my email?
0: Um, entirely, it's entirely, this is going on to the easier. So if you don't mind giving out your phone number, I say, go for it. If not, I usually tell people to go LinkedIn too. So
1: yeah, check me out <laughs> at LinkedIn. Um, My handle is McGowan, Patrick, M-C-G-O-W-A-N-P-A-T-R-I-C-K.
0: Excellent. Oh, Patrick. So thank you so much for your time. And um, I could keep talking to you. I think you should, like, I I don't know how else I can, like, megaphone you uh, louder and clearer because your advice I will take to heart as well. So really, thank you so much for your time.
1: Absolutely. It has been a pleasure. Uh, see, a, it's funny how our world is so small, as you were saying at the beginning. <laughs> it's Isn't one it? of those is like, what a small world. Um, but it's true. I mean, it really is. And I'm so glad to be able to meet you. And thank you so much for being letting me be on your show.
0: Well, thank you so much. And Patrick, like I said, you're always welcome to come back with your advice. I may have to because... Like there are days when I'm like with even I, I use this darn thing every day. The lighting changes. Cause I, like I said, I have natural lighting. And as you know, natural lighting is great. It's beautiful, but it fluctuates and it changes. And I'm just like, it's like an ongoing battle with my light. And you can tell I'm like, I want to touch it right now, but I won't. Um. So thank you so much. And I think that's the fun part, isn't it? Isn't it, the is. Artistry of it, all? it is.
1: And let me just end with this, you know, even though we've got all this new gear and all these cables and everything else like that, just remember that, there was a day and age where the commute was about 20 to 30 minutes, depending on where you lived, right? Mm -hmm. For some people it's a lot longer. So would you rather, rather be wrestling with all of this gear and having a little bit of a mini studio office, or do you really, really want, you were so missing that, that 30 minute commute one way that that's so much more worth than just being able to plug in a camera and and start connecting with people immediately.
0: Oh, great advice! Thank you so much <laughs> for your time. I mean, like it's so true. I mean, I have two webcams for that purpose. I have one that I take to go that um, is an older model that I don't mind. That if it breaks, I'm not going to cry massively. But yeah, right? for sure, for sure. So, well, because I failed miserably in promoting Frank, I'm going to replay the back role here to promote Frank again. So, guys, okay. oh my goodness, thank you so much for your time, Patrick. And for sure, you're awesome. Punching rocks. You need people. If you don't have this, you need to hire him. Patrick will help you out and make you look good. All right, guys. See you till next week.
1: Thanks.